We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat game post-game show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And much like our pregame show, the Heat were out of sorts, discombobulated. I don't know what. Miami Heat 93. Memphis Grizzlies 101 in what looks like... I I, I don't know if it's if it's a single... If it's a single worst loss of the season, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to call it. It was so bad on so many levels, um, and we'll get to you know we'll get to all that stuff kind of kind of later in the show. But it was uh whoa what happened there? That's two of me. We don't want that. Uh, there we go. We're back. Um, if you're watching on Twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat, thank you so much for joining us uh, live after every game, after every weekday game, I should say, uh, pre and post game show and hangover time. Remember it's tomorrow against the Pistons, and thank you to the YouTube audience and the pod listeners, as always. Um, chat's upset. You know, Ripper Solo, damn, how do we play the Celtics tough? We can't get the Grizzlies with the same intensity. This team is this team's weird. Um, you know, they, they they haven't been able to consolidate their best wins, you know, with these, with these other wins. They're a bad road team. That's another thing. Uh, they're just, you know, what is it? Three, three wins on the road, right? Obviously, one of them was against Boston, and one was against a Blazer team that was playing really hot. So we know they can do it, and uh, they do play to the level of their competition. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty common uh, with Heat teams, Spo teams in particular. They really just play to the level of competition, which is a little annoying. Um, but regardless, their offense absolutely pitiful. You know, ninety-seven points per possession. Um, just not going to get it done. Their half-court offense was absolutely brutal. 81 points per 100 possessions in, in the half-court. Just just, uh, uh, just horrible. Barely got out in transition. You know, Memphis got out 20% of the time in transition. Miami only 12. Um, turnovers, you know, Memphis was running out. Heat let them in the game in that second quarter and, and really just never was able to get real control of it back. You know, they had that run early in the third, but... 
the the bamless minutes were absolutely horrible um and I, it feels like we're back to that phase again of the season where it looked like that corrected itself. Now they can't survive the BAM minutes. I mean, BAM was plus 9, Deadman was plus 17. We can talk a lot, and, and that's really the game right there. Uh, they can't survive those minutes where he sits. And if Deadman is not going to be healthy without your 7, you know, I don't really, I think they need a wing. They need a five. They need a lot of things. They don't have roster spots. Duncan is an MIA for them. Jovic doesn't play. He's hurt. I don't know what. Um, Highsmith, you know, gives them okay minutes, I guess. But, you know, when you score 93 points, you're going to need a little more than, than six from him. Although he did well. He shot the ball well. Um, he wasn't guarded out there. I think Miami needs to do a better job of kind of springing the ball to him. He passing out of layups all night. Kyle had a horrible one at the end of the game. He had he had a clear lane to the basket. Gave it to Caleb for kind of a contested three. You know, Jimmy doing it all the time. Uh, let's talk tactically. Kind of what happened, or at least what I saw. I thought the biggest thing, you know, Bam had a rough night. Um, and I think this Heat team, you know, when their best players don't... You know, there's one thing is when your 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 role players don't look good. Uh, you know, like in the Boston game, you know, their bench didn't play well, but Miami was able to kind of win because their best players played really well. This game, you didn't have that. I thought Tyler played, you know, pretty well for, for three quarters, I would say. Uh, Bam just did, was not good. Bam was not that guy, pal. Uh, Jimmy, he put up a line of 18, 6, and 8. I don't know. That didn't feel like an impactful. You know, that, that felt like accumulation. Um, he didn't take a field goal for, like, the first fucking two quarters pretty much. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it's just not, not good enough. And w- I thought good fried by Memphis putting uh, Adams in a deeper drop kind of eliminated Bam's ability to kind of finish at the basket and roll. Uh, he had a couple of times where he tried to counter with the jumper on that deeper drop, and, and it didn't kind of go. And if Bam's not going to have the jumper going, Adams is in a deep drop, Miami's overpassing, you're just not – there's just really not much you can do there, which was kind of the point. And uh, Chad's saying Bam was back to being indecisive. I think part of that reason was was Adams. I thought he did a good job. I thought the deeper drop kind of forced his hand. I think Bam is a guy that makes decisions, is a really good decision maker. And when some of those options are taken away, he gets a little frazzled. I thought that was a good example of kind of he couldn't get to the basket and finish. I thought the guards were not aggressive enough in kind of exploiting that because Bam is, is kind of setting good screens. Guards getting around around the pick, you know, if you have that much space, you got to shoot and you got to be able to hit that because you, what you really need to do as a guard is kind of, if Bam's jumper's not going right. Cause you know, one thing you could do is kind of short roll, bam, boom, jumper. Another thing is if you're the guard, you gotta, you gotta be willing to take those kind of shots off the dribble. And, you know, we know Kyle's willing to take them. I don't think he took enough. I think Tyler are the same. I think those are kind of plays that you need kind of a little bit more on that end. Um, you know, chat's mad about, about a couple things. They're mad about Max, you know, not, again, not playing well. These guys, I mean, Gabe Gabe was, I, I thought Gabe was absolutely lost out there today. It, it's pretty incredible how he's kind of regressed so much in such a short amount of time. He was this wonderful, great, this idealized backup guard and is now just looks lost at sea. Max you know, and, and for and for as good as Max is when he's on, when he's off, you know, he gives you okay defense. 
kind of gives you a little bit of, of, of downhill kind of stress as a mover, but it's not doing much for you. And, and it really puts you in a tough position. You know, you don't have enough shooters to go around, right? This is already a team that's a little low on shooting. You're already playing two guys that aren't non shooters. You have a guy in Kyle who's up and down and, and, and all that. So, I saw sad as Chef Trilly tweet out that Haywood Highsmith is shooting higher in corner threes than Duncan and Tyler, which is a little concerning. Um, kind of hope that gets up. Bronx Joker says Gabe looked bad. Drew would would have been better. <laughs> Who cares? Like they didn't, the game didn't lose them the game. It was just pretty jarring to watch how how lot how like how just uh, uncharacteristic he looked. The Deadman stuff's concerning. Uh, the max feast or famine lately is a little concerning, and and it kind of gives perspective on. I just don't think you could pay that guy, and I think they got to learn their lesson on this. I'm not saying that you got to trade these guys last year or whatever. I, no, but for sure, you know, you cannot keep paying these these guys that have one or two nice seasons. There's a difference between paying a high draft pick that you know has a track record of talent as opposed to paying kind of these G-leaguer guys. Schmiethen says, why is G here? Because somebody's got to do this, Schmiethen. If not me, then who, damn it? Who? Somebody has to. Okay? Uh, just Jared says, shooters are streaky. You know, I would have said that before, but Duncan kind of spooked me out of that because that's not, that man's lost. And maybe Max isn't like that, and it's unfair to paint him with that brush, but you're going to have to make decisions. And and sometimes uh, the last thing uh, the last thing that you saw is, is the thing that's most fresh in your mind. Chats also asked me, am I wearing black for this for this funeral? No, it's just I have blue shorts on. It's just kind of what it is. A black hat matched a black shirt. Um, I you know, my hair is a little long. I, I want to be kept, you know, for the pod. Uh chat, you know, Shmita says, of course she owns a Roomba. I do own a Roomba. It usually is in the living room, but now the Christmas tree is there. So now it's in the office. So that's my Roomba. Uh her name is Beth. Uh Beth is a robot from an anime I like called Vivi. You should watch it. Studio Witch, shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> uh, chat says, uh, I'll take Joey for 30 minutes. At least we get comedy. Like I said, man, listen, nobody stepped up. We had a couple people sick. We had a couple people tired, a couple people having tea. I, you know, I had a bad pregame show. I'm here to kind of make it up. Chat says, watch Chainsaw Man. I read Chainsaw Man behind on the on the show, but I read I read it. I, I, I am uh, I am up to date. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, but, you know, it's uh, it's pretty fun. So, yeah, so, you know, here we are running around leaving scars, uh, collecting our jars of losses on the road. And for Miami, you know, you had a chance at a really good road trip. Truly, I mean, you get the win in Atlanta. You know, you lose you lose one in Boston without Jimmy that you were in the game, right? You're in that game and you lose because Tatum has a gajillion points. And you don't feel bad after that loss. You know, you got good construction out of Highsmith. You got Max looking pretty good. Kyle looked good. Bam, you know, looked pretty good. And you know you were probably getting Jimmy back. Didn't feel horrible. Obviously, you know, you kind of want that win. But then they win the next one, right? So now you're 2-1 and one on this road trip. You know, you're staring down Memphis, who staring down Memphis and, and Detroit. You know, Detroit thinks missing some guys, too. I believe that Cunningham is still out for them. Don't, don't quote me on that, but... Um, you know, obviously Memphis, you know, was going to be a tough team, but you know, when you get the news that, that Jaron Jackson's going to be out, that Aaron, that, that Bain's going to be out, that jaw's going to be out, you know, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, you know, luck's turned our way. Here we go, guys. 
uh, this is where uh, this is where the tables this is where the tables turn. You know, finally we get a little bit of uh, of injury luck because we've been the ones on the other end that we're facing fully healthy teams uh, with with third stringers. And tonight, pitiful. I mean, this is all you could really say. You know, they fucked around and they found out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow Jimmy's out with some weird injury because every time he looks kind of weird or disinterested, that always happens. It's like a, it's like fucking clockwork. So we'll see. I mean, again, his line surprised me. The the fucking 18, 6, and 8. You know, I'm like, where did that come from? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 22 free throws on the night, not horrible. You know, Memphis only got nine. Uh, the, you know, obviously the shooting, huge difference. Um, you know, Memphis won this game shooting 25% from three. 25% from three. Miami shot 35% from three. The fact Memphis took, how many threes did Memphis take? Memphis took 32 threes, shot 25 fucking percent, and they lost that game. Absolutely incredible. That's like a riddle in 2021. Memphis on the boards. Absolute Miami. Miami won the rebounding battle. So let's get let's let's uh let's let's put this together. Miami shot the ball better than Memphis from three. Miami out rebounded Memphis, which is a, an area of weakness for them. You would if I were to tell you that, you'd probably say, oh, we have a pretty good chance. Uh, Memphis, you know, won the turnover battle. Miami shot more. Miami shot almost twice as many free throws as Memphis. You would say that all those things trended your way. Their defense in the paint was was horrible. You know, Miami is a typical team that is kind of an overhelp from corners, bleeding threes. And this is a game where if you were to go in, if if our pregame show was functional, I would have probably told you, well, you know, a team like this is going to try to shoot a ton of threes. To try to to try to kind of find their way to luck into something, you know, bombs away, and that kind of works with Miami's defense because they just kind of want you to do that anyway, and they're just going to help at the rim, and, and that just wasn't the case today. I mean, Memphis 
had a parade to the basket. It was everywhere in the paint. These guys were just mauling them in there. Um, just funny because that wasn't the, the, the case on, on defense where Miami was able to kind of out-rebound them. It's just surprising. It's just an odd game. I don't know entirely what to take of it other than, you know, I don't. this game is, is of course, not. It, it's a symptom of what's wrong with them, but it, I don't think it tells the whole picture. It was just kind of a weird – it was a weird one. They had to win. I said earlier uh, on, on the pregame show when we were working, you know, these are the kinds of games that you just have to get. And I don't really give a shit what the other team does, X's and O's. They're missing all their guys. You're an alleged good team, or you think you're a good team, I should say. I'm sure that in that locker room they feel that way. And you got you to gotta win that. Bronx Joker says they drove the ball down our throat. Yeah, and I thought their help was bad. I thought that, you know, kind of fronting Adams with small guys and help was coming late. And they were just slow. They just they, they just looked like lagged. And then they would put some stretches together where you're just like, okay, they look good. Okay, okay, they're going to take control. Like, you know, there was always a point where you're like, okay, they're probably just going to, like, take control of the game and then not look back, right? Because that's usually how these kind of game works, right? Usually, like, when all these super injured teams say, oh, okay, that was cute. And then, you know, the good team with the healthy players, you know, puts their kind of foot on the gas, and then the other team just really runs out of it. Not the case. Rocking home crowd. Obviously, I, I thought that crowd helped them a ton. They were into it. Those guys fed off that energy. They were running around. I don't know. It was just, uh, it was as disappointing as, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to call it the, the the worst loss of the season, but it, it felt in a way that that was a win that they could have really, really used. It would have made them feel so much better if they just went in there and took care of their business, going into Detroit, and then getting to come home to a really, really easy schedule after their Thursday night match with the Clippers. Um, just Jared's like, feels like one of the worst matchups. Yeah. And literally they went in there last season without Jimmy on the road and won. could have got them back to 500. They were two games out of the four seed. Um, I believe Atlanta lost tonight. I'd have to double check. Um, I know that Philly was losing. Okay. Philly's in overtime. Did Atlanta not play today? Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta lost. So, you know, you kind of miss a golden opportunity where, Toronto lost, Atlanta lost, and Philly's in overtime against the fucking Rockets. Um, you know, Indiana plays uh, the Warriors right now. You had a chance. You really had a chance to really make up ground. You could have picked up a game on everybody that was ahead of you. Everybody ahead of you that, you know, when you're gunning for four, including four, you could have picked a game up, and they could have been a game out of four, with Detroit, the Clippers, and then a bunch of bad teams to close out the year before they go into Utah or something on uh, New Year's Eve. That is a heartbreaking, really. And um, I think that if you're a fan, you know, you expect them to at some point put together a run to kind of right the ship. And I think we always feel that that run's about to come. And then they shit all over it. It reeks of 2020, 2021. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that it feels different. It benefits me to fake hype you guys for you to keep listening to the podcast and everything. But really, it, it just and this isn't about Memphis. And this is this is just about them. This is about their missing edge. They're missing urgency. They should have had urgency tonight. Right. And again, I don't really care about all the X's and O's and all the tactical stuff because we talked a little bit about that. But at the end of the day, they had no bite. They had no urgency. They had no edge. The way that they played in that Boston game, that's how they should play. 
And maybe they just can't do that all the time. Maybe they're old and tired and, and, and sick of each other. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know, but that's kind of what they need. And they really just saw a team that was injured. They wiped their ass with them and then Memphis wiped their ass with them. And it kind of is what it is. And, and you can't. You can't keep doing that because you're going to dig yourself into a hole where none of it matters. Their offense stinks. That's We knew that going into the season. I don't think any of us thought that their offense would be magically fixed. Um, you know, We knew that you know the, the regression from Max, Gabe, all these guys, it's been brutal. The backup center has been a disaster all year. Backup guard, too, to be honest with you. I mean, Gabe has been, Gabe's been a mess. And, and Kyle's been good, and, and Tyler's been good. And then really after that, your guard your guard plays bad. You know, Duncan, Lord knows what's happening. Um, Cartelianis says, Spo, worst coaching season. Yeah, it's been a weird season for him, too. I mean, you know, kind of went, you know, maybe the sum of the zone would have helped tonight. Um, you know, injuries have been, been a bad thing for this team, too. But honestly, you can't even blame injuries because they were all here today. And... Uh, <laughs> What can you do? You know, not 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 a banner year for Eric Spolstra. Um, you know, they always do two step forwards, one step back. You think that you have kind of this shift in Bam, and then he plays this game. Uh, Wade fan says, feels like nobody cares. I don't like to say that because, you know, obviously these are professionals who take a lot of pride in what they do. Um, I mean... I don't want to say they don't care, but it does feel, I don't know. It just feels disengaged. They overpass a lot. Again, it, I, the word I like to use is edge and bite. I don't like people saying that Spo doesn't care. I don't think Spo. I think Spo cares. I don't know what you're talking about. That I don't know. And I saw people on the timeline alleging that, I don't know, because Spo didn't call a timeout or something. He doesn't care. That he's tired of coaching. I'm sure that they're all tired of it. Every coach hates coaching. That's not new. Every coach doesn't like coaching. It's like a known secret. Every coach that talks about it say how much they fucking hate it, but they're addicted to it because it sucks. You know how fucking shitty it is to like prepare? You're Spo. You're preparing for this fucking Celtic miniseries. You prepare one game without Jimmy, then the next one with Jimmy. Your whole game plan changes because they throttle you for 50. Jason, that's 50. And you change your defense. You change everything. You come back. You have a win. You celebrate for like two seconds. And then you got to get to work about the fucking Memphis Grizzlies and who's going to play. And you devise like fucking six game plans. It's miserable. They're all miserable. But to say that Spoh's mailing it in, I'm not saying that. Maybe he's having not the best season. I think that, you know, some of his decisions have been a little weird. And sometimes, you know, we get lost in the sauce, even the best of us. But to say that he's mailing in, I'm not going to say that. If you all say that, that's fine. But I just disagree and I would never allege that especially if kind of a guy of his caliber i know you're saying it Liana. i know you're saying it. i'm saying that i won't say it i'm i'm not gonna do that in my mind um you know and by the way after they lost to boston he changed a bunch of stuff they changed the zone they kind of changed some of their points of attack they saw what the celtics were doing i thought they saw you know he was he kind of emphasized some of the things that they did well 
against a drop against Horford and all that. So credit to him for that. But tonight felt like most of the season while last while yesterday felt like last season, right? Where yesterday they were doing the things right. They were attacking the spots of the floor that needed to attack. How many times today did you feel like they were trying to pick on Steven Adams? Cause I didn't feel that once. And that's a guy that last year they would have been, where the fuck is Steven Adams? You want to fucking drop that low Steven Adams? Get over here. Get over here. I don't want how many I would have liked to see some handoffs for Max. Those are some things I would like kind of, you know, leverage your shooters and your movement and exploit kind of slow footed bigs that are sitting in the paint. I would have liked Bam to have a little bit more kind of assertiveness, kind of countering the, the drop, whether it's popping for a jump shot, whether it's cutters moving and, and his kind of high low passing, all that stuff. Uh, somebody said near the end of the game, Bam just drove and got Adams in a foul. Where was that earlier? So, I mean, he was going at Adams early and then, you know, he wasn't really getting a lot. So I don't blame him there, but there's other stuff that, like I just said, he could have done better. So we'll see how they proceed tomorrow in Detroit. Again, another team that, you know, they, sh- they should be favored to beat, but we don't know what version of them we're going to get. And that's going to be, I think, a trend all season. Um, you know, survive until the deadline, figure out what you need, inject some sort of life into this group and then go from there. Cause right now they feel a little dead in the water. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter say they look like they're in quicksand and it's December and yeah, that's concerning. And, um, I think that for me, I'm not gonna, you know, next time they have a real nice win, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to anoint them fixed. I want to see it over a, a, over a sustained period of time because it just it stinks and they are prideful and they'll put up a couple wins against good teams that make you think oh where is this all the time but it's not about the moments and the flashes it's about the consistency of who they show you that they are and if you're not getting it on the night-to-night basis you know it's, it's like when you have a partner who only like does nice things for you like on your birthday and your anniversary but like your day to day, uh, like your day to day trials with them are just like they just don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like they'll only like do something nice on Christmas or on your birthday or on anniversary, right? Because like they'll get up for those. But for the day to day, like they don't even kiss you goodbye or something. And that's kind of that's kind of where I feel the heat are. You know what I mean? They'll they'll do Christmas right, right? They'll they'll get me a nice Christmas gift, or they'll get me a nice anniversary gift, or you know we'll go have a nice dinner on my birthday but that random tuesday in november they don't give a shit they're staying out late they're getting home late they're they're not cleaning up after themselves forgot to say goodbye all that stuff so chat says uh did you hear them calling Kaywood locksmith they already took a name from you guys um well it's not even our name somebody in our chat said that so i won't even take credit for that and uh, then somebody on twitter was saying like that's my name and i was like Okay. And, uh, and I think, uh, shout out to skinny McGee, uh, slim who tweeted that's at e-read and, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny that, you know, some show culture has infiltrated the heat broadcast, even though Heat PR, I, I think hates us as they, they fucking despise us. Uh, so that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, I, I get, a, I get a little kick out of that. Um, I finally fixed the, the damn camera. 
uh, I don't know if anybody noticed there was like a line under it and I just realized how to fix it. I'm sorry, my OCD was killing me the whole show. Uh, okay, I'll take, I'll take a couple questions from chat and then I'll get out of here. Um, we got uh, D Sizzle says, do you think we failed Jimmy Butler? Uh, yes, we had the shocking bubble run sweep next year short for all the finals. Uh, I don't know if that's serious or making fun of Brian. Bro, they've made the finals once. They've been in the conference finals two out of the, what is it, This the three seasons that they've had him. What is there to, they were the one seed. They got him the guy he wanted, and they were the one seed as a result. They got the guy he wanted plus PJ, and they looked awesome. They've made moves when they've had to, right? That, that first season, they started off really good with Jimmy, and then they kind of hit a wall on defense. They traded for Iguodala and Crowder, and they made the finals. The next year, you know, obviously kind of tired bubble legs, short season for them. They looked bad, lost their power forward, blah, blah, blah. We know the story. Get their ass kicked by the Bucks, which Jimmy, by the way, was bad in. Uh, and then the next year they made the fin- they made the conference finals, and they were a shot away from the finals. So did they really fail him? That's a lot of success. I think a lot of teams in the NBA would kill for that. Let's put it this way. I was thinking about this today. I was at the gym. I was working out, and I was thinking about how I would really, really love to face Milwaukee in the playoffs again because we're we're tied 1-1 with them, and I'd like to break the tiebreaker. Then I realized, hot shit, they're tied 1-1 with Boston too. So I think it'd be pretty fun. I mean, this is a team that stayed together, and it's pretty fun when, when a group of guys, you know, we have a, a, a cool thing in the Eastern Conference right now where the Heat, the Bucks, the, Ra- the, the Raptors to an extent, and the Celtics, they've all kind of had this core together for a bit. And it's kind of the same makeup of the team. And these guys have been in playoff battles against each other. So I'd actually like, you know, that makes it kind of cool. We, we haven't had that in a bit. I haven't really had that since like the big three days. Because even the LeBron year, guys were kind of, the Eastern Conference was a little weird. Um, any other questions in chat? Uh, do they need to stop taking the hard way to keep pushing player? Uh, Alan, Slacker, Alan the Slacker asked, do you... Do they need to stop taking the quote hard way to keep pushing culture agenda? Seems like our roster always has to play up. What do you mean by that? Is it that they just keep bringing in kind of these minimum G League guys to kind of fill in spots because they don't have cap? I saw somebody on Twitter. So it's like the heat made a pact to prove that they need trades following the Boston game. Uh, like a fucking protest. Uh, checking on the Sixer score real quick before uh, before we head out of here, because uh, and uh, ooh the the Sixers look like they're gonna win although they're only twelve and eleven. East Eastern Conference is such a shit show this year. Uh, yeah, chat's talking about unloading Lowry's contract. I think you're better off just getting that off your books. I don't know. I, they he expires next year. This is next year's his last season. Like, what do you what are you trying to what are you trying to unload? We, for what one year, right? Because if they if they move his if they move his contract, I don't believe they have cap space next year anyway. Because you have extensions kicking in for certain guys. I think Bam's extension kicks in. Uh, Jimmy's kicks in the year that Kyle's expires, and I don't remember exactly when Tyler's kicks in. I think Tyler's might kick in next year. I don't know, but regardless, you don't really have cap space if you if you unload Kyle. So like trading Kyle right now doesn't or, or getting that money off your books doesn't really help you. What it just does is help the organization kind of not pay luxury tax. And uh, they think they very specifically 
gave him that deal because it did expire when Jimmy's extension kicked in. Um, so, so something to take in. I'd be surprised if Tyler finishes his contract here as well as Duncan, um, unless Tyler becomes a player that he's not right now. I'm sure that they're going to shop him Duncan in the off season in the, in the traded line, probably do not much avail. Uh, I imagine they start playing him again soon, but it's a long season, obviously a, a tough night. Didn't want to do this, but here for the, here for the community. And, uh, we had some stuff to talk about. So I love you chat. I don't think we have any more questions here. And, uh, tomorrow we will be live with hangover time at the buzzer. Also pre-gaming, uh, we'll be with Kenny and Frankie. Frankie's back tomorrow. I'm pretty, I hope Frankie's back tomorrow. Um, God knows that was a fucking, my computer just decided that it wanted to die doing pregame today. So as you see, it's working fine. Now I restarted it and everything, but you know, we had a, we had some technical difficulties in the pregame show. Totally my fault. Um, so, so, uh, so that was, uh, that was something. Uh, and I appreciate you. Yeah. Frankie's not, Frankie's a little under the weather, uh, Cartagena. Uh, so I, I, uh, Kenny and I had to hold it down today. Uh, but he should be good tomorrow, and if not, maybe maybe Alf will save me. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I can't face the. I can't face the crowd again. I don't want to. Dis- I want to disappoint. I want to disappoint the fans. Uh, any any more? So somebody says Duncan in a draft pick for Grant Williams. Uh, that does not work out salary wise. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to compromise lace reporting. So I'm not gonna say, but I'm pretty sure that he. I'm pretty sure that he told the list. Or, or, or gave the, um, or gave the, um, gave the kind of the, um, what do you call it? The, um, the package that, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to betray your confidence. Uh, what role do you think, uh, Danielson will play when he returns? Is he a dolphin? Who is, uh, who is Danielson? Is he a dolphin? I don't know. Somebody in chat asked for my top 10 anime. Hold on. I'm getting my list. I'm actually, I have, I have a list. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for it right now. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's been a tough, it's been a tough season. Uh, shout out to Dorothy from big O. I don't know who that is. Um, and yeah, listen, we'll truck along. We will hopefully get, uh, this next stretch of games for them is going to be really, uh, it's going to be really easy for them. And that's, (laughs) that's typically, uh, not gone their way this season. So hopefully they can really, um, they can really put together, they can really put together something. Hopefully, hopefully kind of a stretch of games where you get some semblance of they're alive. I think you just, I think you just want a pulse from them, not just during big games. I think you, I think you need them to kind of win those games. You know, that like the Celtic game, like the warrior game, like the Suns game, but you need them to have a pulse like the other nights. You know what I mean? And I think that that's really, really important. They got to blow some bad teams out, man. It's been too long since they fucking throttled the shitty team. They they got to they gotta just fucking bludgeon. They got to they gotta just beat somebody up. You know what I mean? It's just been too long. Uh, Cartagena says Roger was at the, I did see Federer was at the, the Nets game and they've listen, they've corrected, they've corrected some of their wrongs. They've, you know, Kyle has played better. 
Um, I think Bam has shown you kind of the stuff that he can provide. And listen, at the end of the day, that's all you need. Uh, okay, Bronx Joker. I'm going to give you my top 10 anime. Okay, we got Sound Euphonium. We have Steins Gate, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We have Review Starlight. We have Fate Zero, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. My Team Romantic Comedy is not as expected. Snafu, Show Again Roku, Rakugo Shinju, Code Geass, and Toradora. That's my top 10. That's my top 10. Subject to change right now. Uh, in, in in that order depends. I change my mind every now and then, but uh, but that that's those are my top ten anime, and uh, that's been our post game show today. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good stuff. Somebody asked, "What do we think, Bam? We'll get respect from the officials." I think we gotta, <laughs> I think we gotta stop that because he said he gets to the line enough. I, I think that he needs. He needs to work on creating more contact because I do think he plays more of a finesse game. So I don't really think he's getting disrespected by the officials. I do think that sometimes calls on go his way, but I think as a grand majority, you know, I think we see, you know, Dwayne Wade is a guy that we watched and you watch the way that he looks for contact, the way he goes to the rim. Bam does not do that. And until he becomes more of that, I don't think he's going to get more, more calls. Treat the shooting has been really good. Uh, SG Spain Brazil for the final. Uh, I have France coming out of that side actually. I have, I have France Brazil in the final. France has looked fucking. That team is crazy. But I mean, you know Brazil. Brazil beat up poor Korea today, which I, I mean, obviously very impressive. And Neymar changes the dynamic of their team. But France is just France is. I'm I'm curious as to what France is going to do to England because if they really just like ex- give them a public execution. That might just be convincing enough to not care what Brazil does. I'm not. I, I'm a noted Argentina hater on Twitter, but for real talk, Argentina, while a very good team, they just don't really kind of move me that way, right? And I think that you see them struggling at times. And I know Messi is a, a terrific guy, breaking you know breaking the line and and all that stuff. But there's just something. There's just like they have like negative dog in them. Right, like they just have no fucking heart, Argentina, and that's kind of always been my problem with them. And they just kind of like work their way like one and two zero into like I don't know. They just don't move me that way. Uh, but you know, obviously they have one of the best players we've ever lived. So I have Brazil coming there. Uh, yeah, I heard Messi's coming to Miami, but he's here to be the fourth best athlete behind Bam, Jimmy, and Tua. So we'll we'll see about that. Uh, a couple more things, and I'll get out of here. Kind of going through chat. Kuroko no Basket is top tier as well. That's a great show. Uh, Bam is playing passive-aggressive. I think he's kind of shedded that. I just think today was kind of a decision thing. Um, somebody agreeing with me that France is going to win it all. France is awesome. Go Mbappe. Hope Liverpool can snag him. Uh, every, anybody but Croatia. Listen, Japan played uh, maybe the worst penalties I've ever seen in my life after probably... Probably should have closed the door at Croatia at some point, but regardless, whatever, you know, have it for Japan. You know, we know those are my guys. And, uh, yeah. All right, guys. So we, we talked a little soccer. We talked a little anime. We talked a little basketball. We talked a little, a lot of stuff. Almost 40 minutes. It's supposed to be a short show. I love you guys for real this time. I'll see you tomorrow uh, for pregame, postgame, all that good stuff. Hangover time tomorrow. Remember that. And then I'll see you again on Wednesday for a podcast. 
Uh, I'm asking uh, Rohan to come on. So hopefully, hopefully Ro can come through. I know he's very busy. So that's a little sneak peek if you made it this far. Who's going to come on on Wednesday? And uh, see you Thursday. All right. Peace out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.